Hi there. Welcome to Alone But Not Lonely, the site for the single person learning to become comfortable with living alone, not necessarily by choice, but due to circumstances and a lack of viable selections. I am Selena, your host in this journey. Please accept my apologies for taking so long to follow up with the grieving process. I've returned and I'm pleased to continue with the series. As always, before we begin, please accept this as a disclaimer. I do not offer advice. I only offer suggestions. I offer suggestions so that the person listening can exercise his or her right to choose what worked for me may not necessarily work for you. Now, having said that, let's begin our journey. Today's journey is named Compromise, the third step in the grieving process. I have used four scenarios describing how each step of the grieving process may look. The scenarios occur in school, the death of a loved one, alcoholism, drug addiction, and ending a relationship. If you recall, on the first day of school, I introduced my students to the five steps of the grieving process, denial, anger, compromise, depression, and acceptance. The students seemed confused when I wrote the acronym DACTA on the board. At first, they didn't understand what the grieving process had to do with school. Well, I submit to you that we grieve virtually everything. So far, we've heard what students say when they're in denial and angry relative to writing a five-paragraph essay about the American dream. Then, the student goes to the next class, still noticeably upset about having such an unfair assignment on the first day of school. During lunch, however, a few other students are also discussing the assignment. So a new idea enters the student's mind during this discussion. This may cause a student to utter something like, Well, I might write something about the American dream, but it's not going to be five paragraphs. She'll be lucky to get three paragraphs out of me. That, my friends, is the third stage of grief, compromise. Compromise in this case occurs when a person negotiates with him or herself to modify the request being made of him or her. This negotiation may involve doing less than what is required or attempting to find another way around what's being requested. Either way, to the person who finds it difficult to accept what has occurred, she or he finds it necessary to attempt to find some sort of win-win solution. Now, our second scenario involves the death of a loved one. Death is, of course, the number one situation which we consider when the grieving process is mentioned. We've already discussed what and how both denial and anger manifest themselves when we lose a person whom we've loved. Since death is so final, the grieving person attempts to compromise by reminding himself about the good times he had with the person who had died. 
This is not to be confused with acceptance, however. This is considered compromise since in this stage the person vacillates between reminding himself about the good times and continuing to be in denial, anger, or depression. For example, when my father died, I think about how he used to take me to plays as well as go on field trips with me when I was younger. Then something would happen in the world, I'd see it on the news, and I'd want to phone him to talk about it. Then I'd have to remember all over again that he's not here. That in turn would lead me to remember our Sunday phone calls. But I still had not moved to acceptance. I was still attempting to make sense of the immense hole in my life as a result of my daddy's absence from this world. The only way I could temporarily make myself feel better is by thinking of a memory. I was negotiating with myself as a way of trying to make my way to accepting his permanent absence. I'm not ashamed to say that this continued for many years. So, the third scenario about which I spoke is that of people suffering from alcoholism or drug addiction who are in denial about their disease and then become angry that they either can no longer drink like a normal person or they can't stop drinking once they start. We are trapped in the cycle of attempting to stop the madness. The person may decide to drink only on the weekends or only drink with another person instead of alone. Or maybe give his money to someone when he gets paid so that he won't spend all of it on drugs or alcohol. The person may make these or similar compromises so as to prove that either he is not addicted or that he can drink like a normal person. At any rate, the person clearly is grieving the realization that he suffers from the disease of addiction. Now, our final example considered is about relationships. The young lady who we've been discussing believes that she and her guy are in an exclusive dating relationship. We witness her expressing denial as well as anger and rage. Now, she goes from asking herself, how could I have been such an idiot to maybe I was too hard on him. After all, we've been through... I know he loves me. The other woman probably made him an offer he could not resist. I know he cares about me. Maybe I should go after him instead of letting him go. We probably should talk this out. That way I'll be able to understand what really happened. Now, as we observe, the process of compromise or negotiation with oneself is a way of continually attempting to rationalize and or make sense of a situation that has made one emotionally confused. So, here we are with four totally different scenarios of grieving. Either something we did not or could not have 
or someone we have lost or who has wronged us. Now, do let us remember, however, that the goal, of course, is acceptance. So, having gone through denial, anger, and now compromise, sometimes a person might have to experience the next stage of grief, depression. Until next time, this is Selena, your host for Alone But Not Lonely. Thank you for listening.